Civil rights are as relevant now as ever. Listen to the South Carolina Legacy of Courage podcast, featuring people who stood strong against oppression. The Legacy of Courage podcast explores 19th century events and then illuminates court cases, protest, and those who affected positive change in South Carolina and nationally. Visit sclegacyofcourage.com to learn about South Carolina's civil rights journey. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at discounttire.com. Discount Tire, let's get you taken care of. Rumkey is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up, and drivers are paid based on experience. Rumkey CDL drivers earn $1,000 to $1,300 per week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Rumkey drivers are home daily, work in a recession resistant industry, receive great benefits and performance incentives. Start a lucrative career and apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. And we're back. Welcome back to episode 18 of the Hawks Hawks podcast, an Atlanta Hawks podcast hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I'm Jax Redman, joined today by my co-host, Logan Barnes. Logan, how are you tonight? I didn't get an adjective this time. Oh, oh I, I, well, I was going to call you beautiful, but I forgot. All right, my beautiful co-host, Logan Barnes. Thank you. I needed that. Appreciate it. Sorry, sorry about that. I honestly forgot about it. It's all right. You know, I mean, sometimes the beauty is overwhelming. You get flustered. Anyway, uh, Hawks played today. That was good. They did good, too. We had a fun game for once. I mean, I, we won against the Wolves, but that was not fun to watch. This one was legitimately fun. Yeah, um... That Wolves game was pretty ugly. This was really not an ugly game. It was a weird game, I'll say. A very streaky game, but of course, I mean, I mean I'll mean, i say it now. I think this could be a season-defining, a season-shifting win, which is funny to say because we're playing the team that's generally considered the worst in the league. And is they, prob- yeah, I was looking at records across the league because I was trying to see like what the playoff was looking like. I was like, geez, they're 3-11. You know what? I'll take the dub, though. Yeah, I mean... Like, I'm not saying we beat a great team tonight. We didn't. We beat an awful team. Um, in fact, we let an awful team lead us by 17 in the fourth quarter at one point. But, I mean, for all... I mean, really, we it was 4v10 today. Like, we had four guys show up. And, uh, I mean, we, we it was a loss. It, and, you know, we've had like six of those the past two weeks. It's just hard to podcast for it. So, Jackson and I were like, all right, maybe, maybe, we, uh, maybe we save this until Friday after the Timberwolves game. But... Sure enough, we uh, we were able to jinx the Hawks, and they came back and we actually jinxed them like four times. Yeah, we, we uh, before uh, because we trailed big in the second quarter, um, and then the Hawks came back. And when they came back, I was like, "Look at us, man! We we we're gonna we're gonna have to podcast night." And then they, you know, blew it again. And then yeah, I mean, we we jinxed them like three different times. It was great. So that was good. I mean, we we did our part. Um, I, I guess we should go ahead and dive right into this game, Logan, by doing something first. I'll go ahead and do it first. Uh, I, I need to, you know, I'll just do it. I'll be a man. I'll step up to the plate, as always. 
I, I need to apologize to Clint Capella. Um, I was wrong. I would actually say I was very wrong. I would actually say that out of all my takes I made in like our preseason, just not only about the Hawks but about the Hawks and other teams, I would uh, I I would say that my Capella takes were some of the uh, worst ones. Yeah, I, I took less strong less strong of a stance against Capella, but I have said within the past few weeks, especially earlier in the season, I was like, man, he is not looking great. I'd look to move on from him. Like reasonably as soon as you possibly can, he's just—he's literally only good for rebounding. And um, yeah, man, I'll hold my L once again. Hawks talks is—we're becoming really good at this. We're becoming really good at, at being wrong, but at least we take it in stride. You know, we—we—we're uh, we, not in denial. You know, we're, we're humans. We're wrong. We just happen to be podcasters. So um, every time that we are wrong, which is relatively frequent, sadly, uh, it's recorded. And played for dozens and hundreds and millions of people. So, yeah, um, Jackson and I will hold our L. Clint Capella was. I'll, I mean, I'll gladly hold. Them. I prefer to be wrong about Hawks-related yeah. things than be right about them. I mean, just what a game! Like, I saw a tweet that was very funny. It was like the Pistons signed all the signed all them damn big men just for Clint Capella to play like prime Wilt. So, that pretty much just like sums up his performance tonight. Like, obviously, we'll expand on that more, but probably like I don't know, like I. I, I don't keep up with Capella's career game, but this is probably one of the better ones, you'd say? Oh, for sure. I mean, it's his career high in rebounds. He was within, I think, five points of his career high in points, something like that. He was decent at the free throw line. Well, okay, uh, decent, decent. He was not awful from the free throw line. I mean, 12 offensive rebounds is ridiculous. I... I, I there's no other way to put it. Yeah, like, at some point, like, three offensive rebounds, like, yeah, that's bad. But you can understand it. Four, eh. Like, once you get to seven, you're like, yeah, this guy's just having his way. But I feel like once you get to 12, like, that's just, like, bad on the Pistons. Like, I feel like that's one of those things where you should just, like, I don't know. I, I mean, that that that's worthy of a coach throwing the clipboard moment, honestly. Trey Young and Tony Snow both had two offensive rebounds apiece. Which is just <laughs> bad. No, I mean... The Pistons, like you said, like that tweet said, they uh, they signed on the, all them power forwards and centers just for Clint Capella to, to literally, I mean, literally put up like a Wilt Chamberlain stat line. Like, he put up a Shaq stat line today. It's actually ridiculous. Um, five freaking blocks as well, which is, I mean, you know. Really can't say enough good stuff about him or John Collins today. So, you know. Hey, man. Glad to see it. Glad, glad to see our front court... Uh, they they've been great on defense pretty much all year. Um, I once again Kevin Schoonard tweeted again. Uh, I think at this point the defensive rating when John Collins and Capella are on the floor is like ninety seven, which is elite. Um, but today the offense was really elite. yeah also just working and yeah it's good to see a, a much needed win. I mean especially in the way that we won it. You know we, we've blown all those leads over the past few weeks and to have the reverse happen to us. Is a as Jackson would say, uh, a chef's kiss. So, <laughs> I'm just like looking at like the uh, team stats from this game. Pretty funny. Um, <laughs> three throw percentages. The Pistons shot 19, we shot 38, but they shot 89 percent, we shot 68. So that that kind of goes how to show you. I think uh, three throws were definitely an issue tonight for us. Like it, not even in terms of getting them because obviously 38 means you were getting to the line a bunch. But I mean. You know, the whole 68%, that just goes to show that Trey was having an off night from the three-throw line, which is definitely something we'll talk about. 
And I don't. I mean, you're, I mean, when you're shooting 68% from the line, Logan. Honestly, I hate to say it. Sometimes you get kind of lucky to win. You know, I'm not saying that was one of the cases tonight because the Hawks did outplay the Pistons in like the fourth quarter oh, and yeah. definitely in overtime. But this was one of those ones where there was, you know, what the basketball gods were on our side tonight in some ways. It, it was much needed because it feels like lately uh, basketball gods have not been on our side. Because I woke up from a nap today. I went to the gym nice and early. I played some basketball. Not gonna lie, I looked like uh, I looked like Trey out there today. And by that, I mean like, like today's Trey or no, like Jazz Trey. I looked like Jazz Trey out there. Um, oh. Yeah, it was tough. And then I, I come home, I take a little nap, and I wake up and Hunter and Radish are out, and I'm like, really? Now we're gonna lose to the Pistons because we have like Solomon we, Hills. We we always talk about our podcasting chemistry. This is really off topic, but I'm pretty sure we took a nap at the exact same time. That's cute. Wow, that's so cute. The, the chemistry between us is Man, just look insane. At us. But yeah, and uh, I mean, all right. Well, yeah, I just need to say that. I thought that was pretty funny. No, man, I appreciate it. I needed to know that. That makes my day so much better. We just can't mention that we were cuddled up on the couch napping together. Okay. Um. Yeah. All right. No, this. I actually want to play a little game with you, real quick, Logan. Very, you t- very interesting to-, to bring up right after you say we are cuddling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it ain't one of those games till after the podcast, dog. You know how we get down on Hawks Talks Network, dog. Come on now. All right, I want you to guess. Have you seen the team stats numbers? I'm looking at. I mean, don't, don't look at them. Don't look at them. Oh, look I, okay, I'll stop looking at. Them. All right, guess how many rebounds we out rebounded the Pistons by? Twenty one. All right, you looked at the you, you, no. Man, I straight up, I I straight up did not look. That that okay. It was twenty one. That that's impressive. I, both that you knew it, and both that we out rebounded. I, I figured it'd be in the twenties, and um, I mean maybe subconsciously I looked at it, but like I was looking at the individual player stats. I was not looking at the bottom line. So you know, don't don't call me a cheater. It's right, just, just I don't know. It's just great with numbers. Beautiful, yeah, and beautiful, yeah. I mean, I guess the bottom line of the game was definitely just rebounding. Um, yes. I, Effort as well. We have to say this. Clint Capella had Mason Plumley in Alcatraz. No, no, no. I'm actually going to go farther than Alcatraz. He had him in uh, that Florence Supermax place in Colorado where they have, like, the Unabomber and all that at. I mean, that dude was locked. That... that embarrassing. How much is how much is Mason Plumley being paid? I'm going to look Man's at that. Man's like, getting, like, 17 mil. No way. I'm not joking. It's something around there. If that man's getting paid one mil less than Bogey, he he signed three years, twenty four mil. That's that's about eight a year, my guy. Yeah, you, I don't know math though. Like we've been over this. Oh yeah, that's true. That's fair. But yeah, yeah. I, regardless, Mason Plumlee was probably the worst player on the forward night. He was, whew, he was struggling. Capella was, I mean, Capella was dominant. There's no other way to put it. John Collins was pretty dominant as well. That their defense together is like special right now, and and with, I think Jonesy tweeted this, and I agree. Because as of right now, the Hawks just don't have shooting with Hunter and Reddish and Bogey and Gallo and all of them out, and with Trey Young not well tonight he shot well, but you know Trey Young recently struggling, and Salmon Hill is not shooting great anymore, and John is not at forty percent or anything like that. Basically, I think like. LP shouldn't even worry about staggering Collins and Capella right now because the defense is elite when they're on the floor, and you might as well just like struggle a bit on with shooting on offense if you can like counter like counter it with their. I mean, I mean, I've said it like three times, but their defense together has legitimately been elite. Like teams have to struggle to get shots at the rim with those two. 
So, yeah. And then, and then when you, Gallo's coming back soon, Hunter and Reddish should be back within, hopefully by the next game on Friday. So, yeah, this team looks like it'll be on the, uh, looks like we'll be, we'll be uh, bouncing back a little bit, which we're going to need because our schedule after Friday is pretty brutal. But, yeah, and then, you know, our next game against Minnesota, it's at their place. You know, we just beat them a few days ago tonight. They had their hearts broken on a Cole Anthony game winner, which is truly just some of the worst stuff that can happen to a team, frankly. <laughs> so, I uh, we definitely need I, – I, it's so stupid to be calling these games must-win games because – and truthfully, we're 14 games into our schedule. That game against Minnesota that we're talking about would be our 15th. So, they call these must-win games when in actuality these games will more than likely mean nothing at the very end of the season unless we miss the playoffs by, like, one or two games, which I don't think will happen. I think we either make it or we miss it by, like, a, a significant margin where we're not thinking about mm, this. Maybe. So – I uh I, I don't I'm not I'm not moving us to must win territory I'm moving us into need a win territory. Yeah, I mean it was tough because again when I woke from that nap and I saw Reddish and Hunter would be out I was like all right this is gonna be a really tough win tonight. Like I'm not saying it's a must win but these are wins you need to pick up realistically. Um, just because at the end of the year like. You might look back and say, well, you know, we lost against the Pistons, the, the team that's got 45% chance to get a top three pick, you know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, it's going to be tough, but, you know, good on them for sticking it out. And, yeah, I mean, they need to win again on Friday in Minnesota for sure. Get back above 500 for a little bit. We'll see how we'll see how long they stay at that mark uh, after with this country getting tough. But, yeah, must win, I wouldn't say, but definitely – Definitely would sting a good bit if they if they lose Minnesota because Minnesota is looking equally as awful as Detroit, frankly. So, yeah, is a are they gonna have Cat back? I don't believe they I have will. No idea. But just want to is it still sure. COVID issues okay. with him? Yeah, it's still he has COVID is the issue. That's why he hasn't been yeah. playing recently. Which you know thoughts out to him and his family. You know they've had a hard battle against COVID. All the best, Cat. You know on here we say we want to beat you, and sometimes I say that you're you're overrated, and I'm just mistake rating you. But uh, all, all love to you, homie. Um, I hope things yeah, man. improve. Cat, if you're listening, um, please, please. You know, oh, he probably does please, listen to the podcast. Please sub to our so Patreon. Know. I know you got the money. <laughs> yeah, fifteen dollars yep. here. Um, I'm looking at the full injury yep. report. Okay, here's what I'm saying. Oh God. Oh, it started at the top of the NBA. Well, this is embarrassing. Uh, yeah, Cat will. He'll be out. He'll be out. Nope, won't be playing. Oof. He's got the damn. He's got the damn Rona. So. They also won't have Ricky Rubio or Juancho Hernan Gomez. So, I think those guys are actually been pretty. Bad, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Rubio's been pretty awful. I don't know how Hernan Gomez is, but Hernan Gomez has never been a huge needle mover. He's just sort of a death piece. No, and I mean again, fingers crossed. We have Reddish and Hunter again. Gallo. Yeah, I guess what we should. Talk Gallo about would that just now. be a uh, frosting on the cake, so to speak. But you know, they're clearly being pretty cautious. Bruh. You know, cautious with them, which is good. But I'm ready to watch one somebody hit a damn three for once. So, but I I don't know how much there is to talk about Reddish and Hunter being out. Frankly, I mean, it definitely it was definitely kind of surprising that Hunter was out. But did I have to, what was his like? What was he on the injury? I'm pretty sure both of them is knee soreness. They were both they were both chilling oh, on the okay. bench. Well, Hunter did play a lot of minutes that game against Minnesota. Yeah, I, I I can't tell if this is legitimately just like. All the traveling and all the, you know, two games and three days type deal and, you know, 
not having a bunch of practice, so they're just sort of playing and getting, you know, even though it's the NBA, it's not like, you know, they're playing football or rugby out there. There's still contact, and there's still, you know, you come away from games with bumps and bruises and cuts. I, I don't know if it's just sort of unlucky that, you know, like, Reddish has missed now three games with quote-unquote knee soreness, Hunter missing him. I, I can't tell if it's just that or if we're just being super, super cautious. Um, but, you know, either way, definitely hope to have him back. Certainly Hunter, because the way he's been playing lately, you like you just want him playing 35 minutes a game. And Reddish would be nice, because his, his shooting can be valuable. And of course, his defense is always there. but Always, always his defense. defense. But... Plus, plus, you know, these last few games I've missed. Uh, I've missed Bob mixing up the two about four times a night. So, you know, that'll be a nice little light in my life when Bob goes back to mixing up their names, legitimately like four times a game. So, you know. All right. On the topic of Hunter and Reddish being out, segueing into something else. Obviously, who started him for the for a Hunter tonight was Solomon Hill. Got to ask yeah. you something. Are we off of the Solomon Hill train? I'm off of the Solomon Hill train. I mean, I... He had a very clutch three sure. at the end, but I will say there was a lot to be I left mean, out I mean, you there. know, it's not even his fault because he was, like, we didn't sign him to play 25, 30 minutes a night. We signed him to play five minutes a week, you know? And it just, the ball, it's, it's gone away that he has to play a bunch. And sure, tonight, I mean, he did hit that three that was late in the... Very yeah. clutch three, tied up the I, game. You know. Appreciate him for that. <laughs> Shortly before that, he missed a bunny of a layup. But, you know, we'll worry about that later, I guess. Um, you know, I, I get it. He's, like, a good veteran to have around. He's vocal. He can hit the occasional three. His offense really is nothing but, like, he doesn't do anything besides threes. And his defense is solid. It's not, like, amazing, but it's it can be pretty solid. Um, Jeremy Grant was kind of cooking him a little bit today. But you sort of expect Jeremy Grant to get his buckets at this point. Yeah, Jeremy Grant has legitimately doubled his points from last season, which obviously has to do with his usage being increased, but he's also doing it on good efficiency. So, like, it's he's he's been he, very good. He, like, of course, like if he's playing at most any other team in the league, he's averaging like fifteen or sixteen, not twenty five. But at the same time, like he's showing off, like he has more in his bags than just he's not just a three and D guy. You know, he can create off the dribble, he can hit mid ranges. He's probably not getting to the foul line quite enough, but you know. He's definitely shown off his offensive bag, so you know, good for him. That that's for sure a great signing for Detroit. They just need like he could like legitimately become like one of like maybe their oh gosh, this is kind of cursed to say one of their like best members of their young core they have going on. I mean, obviously they'll have a nice draft pick this year, but obviously with Hayes, he had that injury that's been like bad for other players, which isn't apparently too bad for him. And then um. Mm. Have to see. So I mean, I mean, good for him. I definitely want us to go after Grant this offseason. There's a lot of speculation if he would leave or wouldn't leave. But Does he have an out in his contract? I guess not. Uh, I think it's like four years full, no player option or anything. So how are you saying we go for Grant? Well, I was saying this past oh, offseason, I, I wanted you, us to you. go for him. Like uh, during the free agency he, he, period, I'm, like I'm I would have been sure. cool of us like saying like, oh, I'm, I would have been cool of us being like, yeah, JC's bad. <laughs> he his. JC bad, like let's trade for Jeremy Grant. His his role definitely would have been not what it is in Detroit here, but no, he he's definitely more talented than he got the opportunity to show in Denver. But at the same time, Denver, like I mean, they're they're not doing great. I'm sure in some ways they miss Jeremy Grant, but you know, they offered him the same money. Jeremy just clearly wanted to go out there and be able to do his own thing, so 
Yeah, good signing for Detroit. They just need 11 other players that are good. Because I'm sorry, I loved Blake Griffin, man, but he is, he is, he is washed. I didn't want to say it last year, but yeah, he's looking tough. Dude, that layup he hit on us was such. Yeah, a I mean that was that might be the last good play of his career, honestly. <laughs> I mean, look, look straight up the way he's looking right now, like it it looks like once his contract is over, which I believe is after this season, it looks like he could freaking retire. Like he just looks like ten years of nonstop injuries and two hundred dunks. Are you saying he needs to be in a glue I'm factory? I'm saying he's on his way. I'm saying the I'm saying the conveyor oh. belt is there. You know, like two years ago, there was people. Remember the um, what trade was it? Oh my gosh! Oh, it was the Paul George to the Clippers trade. That inspired people just to tw- no, is the Paul George to the OKC trade? No, Clippers. I think it inspired people to make these absolutely wild trades. I remember this was coming off of that year that Blake was almost an All Star. He was an All Star. I don't believe. I don't know which one it is. People were like, "Yeah, straight up, the Trailblazers should send them like four firsts for Blake Griffin." Like, imagine if they did that. Now they'd be in the yeah, sewers. That would be tough. It's tough because, again, um, before, I think it was the 2018-19. It was like Trey's rookie season. Blake Griffin was incredible. Um, and just, you know, it's sad to see how far he's fallen, man. It's, you know, breaks my heart a little bit. But it, it helped us out tonight, so I'm all for it, baby. Let's go. So I, I fuck with it. I don't know. He Also, he played like 39 minutes. And when you have 39 minutes of just Blake just really can't do much. Offense or defense. There are a few times where Capella had him dancing in the post. And it's like, really? If Capella's putting the moves on you in the post and the paint, if he's doing anything besides a dunk on you, you need to, like, reassess. And, you know, it's just tough for, it's tough for Blake, man. I mean, realistically tonight, the only player I can think that was great for the Pistons was Grant. Um, Derrick Rose hit some shots, but, like, I mean, I mean, I know you're going to know what I'm talking about, but late in the game, I think... I think it was the Pistons, maybe second to last possession in re- the in regulation. Trey had Derrick Rose an absolute clamped dog. Yeah, but Trey's defense was pretty good tonight. Like especially in that second half, like he completely turned around not only on the offensive side of the ball but also on the defensive side of the ball, which made like such a difference towards us winning. Cause in basketball, in both sides, and the effort the effort from us tonight is honestly what kind of won us the game. Like the rebounding numbers kind of show that rebounding is ultimately just a lot of effort. And the guys definitely showed a lot more effort. They looked like they wanted the win tonight. And, you know, obviously being down so much to, like, um, um, a, a bad Pistons team. You know, no offense. The the Pistons <laughs> fans know it's good. They know they suck, dog. But they, just knowing that, like, you're losing to a Pistons team. You, and they never got discouraged. They kept pushing. The Pistons had, what, a high lead of, like, 17 points. Hawks kept pushing. They just kept coming, and they never pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're yeah, keeping but, that. But, uh, no, that, that's straight up what happened tonight, and I, I'm just really proud of the guys for the effort they put in. And you know what? The, it's games like this that make me a proud Hawks fan. I can't believe you just said that. Oh, my. All right. You know, yeah, you know, we just the, – the the Pistons had us tied down. You know, we were, <laughs> we were tied up, but, you know, we kept pumping. We just kept pumping. <laughs> Eventually, you know, finally the lead finally came and we were able to finish explosively. So, you know. They told us to stop and we were like, no, no, no more stopping. We're oh, only winning Jesus. tonight. Jesus. But, yeah. You know, know, that's... Effort effort was definitely the what won us the game tonight, for sure. Effort 100%. and determination. 
And you know, just that, just that mental fortitude to just keep coming. Oh my god! I, I will <laughs> okay. say that. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm done sorry. with the bit. I'm done with that bit. Uh, but yeah, okay. I will say. I will that was say a good I, one, though. No, yeah. Look at us, man. That was on the fly. I will say, as as a as a child, as a wee lad, uh, I was playing ice hockey, and we had a coach. Oh, who, I don't like where the story is going after what we just talked about, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had a mantra. He'd always say. Focus, effort, and discipline, and uh, you know that's what the Hawks—that's <laughs> what the Hawks did tonight. They're focused. They put in a lot of effort, and they're disciplined. They—they they hardly foul today. Like no, they also had no stupid turnovers. Thank God. There, there is a few. Tony Snell had this one isolation attempt that honestly. Tony Snell isn't a real Hawks player. He doesn't count. Yeah, I mean Tony Snell is actually just Alan Crabb 2.0. It's with it, with it, with uh with braids. You forgot that part. He doesn't have braids right now. He doesn't have the cornrows? No, I mean, I didn't... Honestly, straight up, people in Discord were like, oh my god, Tony Snell and I was playing Madden. And like, if we're keeping on a buck here, like, I was not watching that part of the game whatsoever. No, like, legitimately, we... Uh, I, I never turned off the game, but we, we didn't think we were going to be podcasting. And then, uh, and then the Hawks... I asked coming. you if I could go play video games. You are like, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, I, I did I mean, watch the fourth quarter. I always watch. I always watch almost every minute. Don't you worry, ladies and gentlemen. I'm always here, but... Yeah, I mean, you know, the turnovers were, I mean, definitely much improved from Minnesota. I think in the first quarter, we only had one foul, which just sort of goes to show. Um, that just goes to shows that we're, show that we're elite now. No, I'm joking. I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to start getting too much of a gloomer. You know, I did that, um, like, last, what was it, like two podcasts ago, I was like, five-game win streak, and then we got our Chiefs clapped on, clapped on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to do that, but I... But if we do, what, what are we on now? A two-game win streak? Woohoo! Yeah, two. I mean, it's very possible that we go out to that to um, you know, that West Coast trip that we've been like that dread of West Coast trip we've been talking about so much, me and you have, and like we're like legitimately like on like a nice little win streak, which would be very nice because um, we definitely need that. <laughs> yeah. Because we're gonna need some momentum, cause like that is like what I I like I hate to keep saying it. That's gonna be a very make or break part of our schedule. Like, not must win game, but like we're gonna need to we're gonna need to pull away in a few of these. Is what I'm trying to say. And you know, hopefully with you know all of our guys being healthy, it's a bit easier. So, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, I think it's that time, Jackson. You, you, I actually was thinking that too, just at the same exact time as you were. Wow. That chemistry I, uh, is immaculate. That chemistry, well, yeah. I mean, that bit we had going earlier, that, that I mean, just this. No, the, but uh, we do the, want to take a minute to allow you to listen to some ads. As always, if you would like to start your very own podcast, go to Spreaker.com. You can start for free. You, they have multiple tiered options. Me and Logan were personally a part of the on-air option, $7 a month. You can record unlimited for 500 hours a month. And if you're hitting that, then I don't know what to tell you. You just be podcasting all day. Um... <laughs> Obviously, very good. Me and Logan are very happy with Spreaker. They've done a lot for us. They've helped us grow. They've helped us monetize our podcast. So that's why we're going to let you play some ads by people who sponsor them. And we'll be right back after these quick messages. See you in a second. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. 
Try IBM Cloud for free. With an IBM Cloud account, get access to more than 40 always free products with no time limit and a $200 credit. Explore our free tier and create your free account today at ibm.biz slash cloud free. And we're back. Thanks to Spreaker, of course, for allowing us to play those ads. I guess we're going to go ahead and start uh, breaking down what happened in the Pistons game. You know, we've talked about a lot of, like, the uh, main topics, some of the themes from tonight. We do want to give a – I mean, it's time to dive into the numbers, basically. It's time to get into the real nerd hours. Damn. You feel me, Logan? We talking about DRPM, baby? Raptor? No, no, we're not going that deep. We're not going that deep. No. Look, I actually, actually had a good idea for an episode I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah, I wanted us to go through the D Raptor looking, uh, D Raptor ratings for the Hawks this year and see what we agree with, what we disagree with. I don't know. That might be coming soon. So wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, obviously, looking at the block score, very hard not to point this out. <laughs> Clint Capella and an insane night. I mean, my God, he that man, that man was hooping. He really my was. My man's had he had twenty seven points, twenty six <laughs> rebounds. I mean, good lord! In five blocks, this man almost went for a five by five. People, he was three assists away from it. Jesus, when you put it like that, that's kind of insane. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, he, if, if if you know if if you're giving out game balls, Clint would get this one. Even though he didn't have the most points, even though you know he you know Trey had the big shots at the end and dominated the third quarter. John had more points, but I mean, Capella's rebounding. Twelve of those won us the game. Yeah, the, and plus, like he, without all those Capella rebounds, we lose straight up. That's just how it is. And he did have the dunk to tie the game. And once we tied that game, at like I think that was with about five seconds left. I just sort of knew I was like, yeah, like we are gonna win this because I I didn't think Detroit was gonna score in that last possession. Their offense had been completely awful the entire fourth quarter, frankly. Um, and sure enough, uh, John Collins absolutely swatted Jeremy Grant's game. What would have been a game-winning attempt. Um, Trey even took a charge, which didn't get called. But that was a charge. It just didn't get called by the ref. That was just blatantly stupid. It was definitely a charge, but you know, d- doesn't matter in the end. So that's nice. Um, I mean, I mean, it kind of does matter to me. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, trying to be that guy. But I mean, if we lose off of that, I'd be very mad. Oh, for sure. But you know, happy result at the I end. I mean, that, luckily that's not how it went. But I just want to point that out. I feel like the refs did a very bad job on that call, and I feel like they should be fined their salary. I, <laughs> Fuck it, fire him. I do like how that, yeah, that, was, no. that was like almost the exact spot that Trey. There, got there's the, an insurrection against the Hawks. Jesus, that Trey uh, uh, charged on Damian Lillard the other night, and it seems like Trey sort of remembered that. So that's pretty. It's pretty funny, but learning as he plays. Look at him, man. I guess we'll go ahead and talk about Trey. Um, a return to what like we expect from Trey. This was like All Star Trey. Mm-hmm. I mean. Obviously, field goals. He was a bit off in the first half. In the first half, I was dooming. Third quarter, fourth quarter trade, beautiful. That three he had in overtime, or was it the, I think it was overtime, the dagger. It was overtime. It's, all right, I want to ask you something. As soon as he shot that, did you know it was going in, or was that just me? Uh, you know, I'm, I wish I could say I knew it was going in. but the Oh, Logan. The, as soon as it went off his fingertips, I was like, that shit's in, dog. That's cash. It looked a little short to me, but then it was absolutely cash, and I was freaking out because, yeah, that was a complete dagger. He, I mean, you know, th- that's his classic tray, this sort of quick little cross to have his defender stumbling and then just pull up from 28 and absolutely drain it. I mean, you know. He he started off like two of ten or two of eleven from the field. Only had like six points early on, and then in the third quarter he completely took over. Um, 
you know, he, he, at the end of the game, his box score, like, his, his, it's not super efficient. I think he shot, like, what was it, 11 to 26, 3 or 5 from 3. I'm, I mean, 11 26 is not particularly good, but, I mean, you really can't complain. 38 points on 26 field goal attempts. And, you know, Trey put up 38. He hasn't put up a huge, you know, scoring onslaught like that, especially not like he did in third quarter in a long time, not since that Bulls game to open the season. So definitely was good to see that from Trey. Down the stretch, he was hitting floaters. He hit some threes. I mean, it was it was, it was was working today. So that was definitely it just a very welcome sight. It was like a sigh of relief, honestly. So It, it was nice to have him back. Like, I don't know. I feel like we've done a – I also just want to say his assist-to-turnover ratio. You ready, Logan? Haven't done this in a few episodes. Mwah, chef's kiss. Well, Ten to two. That's what, that's the stuff right there, folks. That is good stuff. That That's the stuff that, you know, makes me want to do black tar heroin. Um <laughs> – no, but just a return to what like we expect and what Trey needs to be. You know, obviously not just against the Pistons. I mean, obviously, I mean this was kind of sort of a Mickey Mouse win. No offense, to, you know. I mean, we, we the theme of this episode is that the Pistons suck and their fans know it, but they don't care. They're tanking. See, but at the same time, it was we legitimately had four players that like did anything, frankly, at all. <laughs> like our bench scored four points. Kevin Herter showed up, so that was nice. Yeah, Kevin Herter, I mean, Kevin Herter, again, continued to just sort of do his thing, get 15 or so points. He had that beautiful pass late in the game, left-handed rocket to John, who finished. Uh, I mean, you know, once again, Kevin Herter making himself some money this year, man, for real. He really is, so. I did not agree with you the first time you were talking about that on this. I was like, I was like, this guy's cracked out. Like, Luke Kennard got that contract because the Clippers had to give that to him. But slowly, I'm starting to agree with you. When you, well, I think he's going to get paid. I think we're on the same train there. Yeah, I mean, it, the fact that Kevin Herter's production didn't even fall off that much when he went to the bench, now granted, he had to play a bunch of minutes because of injuries. But, I mean, he's, he's showing, frankly, he's been better at getting to the rim and finishing with floaters. He's... Again, the passing's nice. His three-point stroke is really not as, like, efficient as it usually is. So if you expect him to get back to, like, 38%, where he usually is, it's only going to get better. So, yeah, another another great night for Herter. Had some very needed threes because, once again, the Hawks really couldn't shoot. Um, um, but Herter was able to provide that. And, yeah, I mean, nothing bad to say about Herter. He did have one sort of very awkward couple of misses i think it was in the fourth quarter i will say i mean just with harder you have to take that with like your wins with your losses like for every like very good three he hits there's gonna be like that one just like oh what the hell was that possession like whether that's just him like messing up a playmaking scenario throwing a dumb pass or just like like you're saying awkward shots it happens that's just kind of that's just kind of how like he is as a player but yeah tonight again a lot more good than bad from Herder, and we needed that we need every every last bit of it because again, we had like four guys do any like Solomon Hill again. He had that clutch three, but besides that, he really didn't make an impact on offense. And again, I, I do think it was literally yeah, it was four points off the bench. It was an Akongu layup and it was a Rondo mid range jumper. So I, I guess we can go ahead and talk about the bench and just summarize these people. I do want to exclude Akongu from this well, because I actually do want to talk about him. Do you want to talk about John before that or? Yeah, that's fine. No, we can do that. I mean, John played great. Yeah, John was great. Again, the defense with him and Capella is fantastic. He had that game, frankly, the game-saving block. I mean, you know, it sucks because, honestly, like, let's say John doesn't make that block on the last possession by Jeremy Grant, and let's say the Pistons take the lead and presumably win there. Lloyd wouldn't have been able to challenge it because that was for sure a, a charge that Trey drew. 
and Lloyd would not have been able to challenge it because he used his challenge earlier on an equally awful call on Capella, where it's a very clean block and they called it. So, yeah, very, very grateful for John's defense today. And his offense showed up. He, uh, You have the box score pulled up? I do have the box score yeah, pulled up, ahead, in fact. Go, uh, my, uh, mine's not working, so you go ahead and uh, read off the numbers. For John? Yeah. John was 13-24 from the field, 1-3 from 3, 4-5 from the three-throw line. He had 11 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 block, 3 turnovers, 31. He was plus 18, which was highest on the team in the plus-minus department. Yeah, I mean, he was back to John, just sort of making everything around the rim. Um, we sort of missed that a little bit this year. He hasn't been able to operate around the rim as much with Capella, but he's back to, like, last year's John, where if you give him the ball in the paint, he's going to find a way to make the ball and go in the bucket. So, yeah, great game for John. Um, three-pointer still not really falling. Um, I, I think it's clear, frankly, he's not a 40% shooter, but he's still a capable shooter. Um, th- there's only one possession I can think of where I was disappointed with John, where, like, Trey was pretty open in the corner, like, asking for the pass, and John sort of looked him off and took a layup, and it, it did not go in. So Hey, 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 hate to say it. That's a, that's a business decision right there. When you're trying to get that max contract extension, hey. Hey, man. Hey, sometimes you just got to, hey, John, hate John, to be that guy, but. John upping them assist numbers could help, but, I mean, you might, you're not wrong. But, yeah, John was fantastic today. I mean, Trey, John, Capella were all fantastic, and Herter is pretty damn good, too. Um, we got carried by our big three, pretty much. Yeah, and, and Herter absolutely provided much needed, because he, he sort of ran with the bench a little bit. I mean, just much needed from all of them. Um, we do not win if any one of these guys plays even, like, s- slightly worse, you know, because, again, nobody was picking up the slack. So, definitely a great win, and it's all thanks to, frankly, that big three that you talked about. But, yeah, we can talk about the bench now. I uh I, I wanted to talk about the bench just as whole because I, I don't I no offense I don't think any of their performance will warrant like individual things I also just think we'd be like wasting people's time to just talk about them as individuals <laughs> yeah so I guess we'll just go ahead and quickly go over Nathan Knight uh, Rajon Rondo Brandon Goodwin and Tony Snell gonna be leaving a Congo out of that because I definitely did want to talk to him I mean not talk to him but talk about him pretty much a pretty meh night from all of them I mean Tony Snell was 0 of 4 from three I mean 0 of 4 from the field and 0 of 3 from three. Good one was 0-3 from the field, and then uh, Nathan Knight did not even take a shot. And then Rondo was just one of two, so. He did have two assists, but he had three turnovers, so wasn't the best. I mean, it, apparently he was plus four in the plus minus, so, I mean, I guess his defense was good. All those guys are pretty bad, frankly. Um, Nathan, yeah. Nathan I Knight mean, was pretty awful. I mean, here's the here's the truth about them. With guys like Bogdan back, that means that Goodwin probably isn't going to be playing. Guys like Gallinari back, that means guys like Nathan Knight and Tony Snell probably won't be playing as much. T- Nathan Knight won't be playing at all. Tony Snell won't be playing. I mean, Rondo definitely needs to perform better. And then um, for, I guess, uh, Tony Snell, I mean, just... Tony Snell has one job, and sometimes he's just incapable of doing that one job, which is kind of what we expected about him. Those memes about him being like... You, you know which one I'm talking about, like the... Zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, like 36 minutes played. They definitely ring very true if you actually like watch Tony Snell. He's very prone to just going invisible. But I, I will say he he does exude a lot of like good good veteran leadership, which I, I which we need. We talked about that last episode. So in some ways, Tony Snell is a blessing and a curse. But tonight was definitely more on the cursed side of that. But yeah, he also had that stupid shot attempt. So yeah, it, it was it was bad from pretty much all the guys. Um, Rondo, I mean, regular season Rondo is in full effect for sure. He's had some awful turnovers the past few games. So 
definitely hope that he can turn it around. And Brandon Goodwin, I don't think he did anything too bad, but, you know, he never really got it going. Trey had to play most of the game, um, and Trey was cooking in the second half, so Brandon Goodwin hardly played. I don't even know if he did play in the second half. I know Trey and Rondo ran a little bit in the third quarter. But yeah, we need to like genuinely abolish and possibly like hold Lloyd Pierce accountable for war crimes if we have to keep saying Trey Young and Brandon Goodwin on the floor at the same time. The Hawks got the game within four at one point. That lineup came out and then immediately I think the Pistons went on a fourteen zero run. So preferably in the future we just never do that. Like I don't see the appeal of that whatsoever, frankly. And I get we're short on depth tonight, which can definitely be an excuse. I mean I'll let it slide tonight and I won't get too aggravated about it, but that's just something that Never need to happen again, frankly. It's pretty bad, for sure. But, you know. It's always bad. Like, I, I don't see the potential in it. All I see is a very low floor and a very, just very low ceiling as well. It's just all bad. It's pretty awful. But, you know. I, what? No, I, I was ready to talk about a Kongu. I actually had a lot of thoughts about a Kongu tonight, but if you have something to say, feel free. No, you, 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 go, you, you, you go ahead. I think you have more articulate thoughts on them tonight. Yeah, I, as someone who like watched the draft last year, I uh, definitely wasn't low on a Kongu by any means. I can actually go pull up my uh, my big board right I now. I, I had a Kongu at eleven, so definitely not low on him, but also not like as high as some people were on him. Tonight was really a good showing from a Kongu. I know like a lot of people are obviously going to look to um, you know, like his his offense. I will admit. His offense has been very much just not there so far. And I think a lot of that has to do with that uh that thing that Kirshner tweeted out. It was that rumor type thing that Okongu was struggling to like learn wasn't struggling, he just hadn't learned the offense yet. And which comes along from one, he's a rookie. Two, he hasn't been playing because he's been injured so much. And three, he probably wasn't doing like team practices. That and uh that, they, they said on the broadcast that the team's hardly been able to practice lately. Hard yeah. So. Yeah, especially with, uh, I think there was like somebody on the training staff who tested positive for COVID, at least when we were supposed to go play Phoenix and Lloyd said something. I, I guess that's who it was. So I, I guess that has a lot to do with it. I, I'd say, I would say there's nothing bad about Kongu. I mean, obviously, a lot of his offense is just ultimately it's going to be spoon fed stuff. So he just needs to learn how to do that. And I, I think that's something that'll just come along throughout the year with him just playing more and getting more experience. That's why it's valuable for him to get minutes. That's why, like, I personally wasn't a fan of him not playing against the Wolves because even, like, his bad minutes are still good for the team overall, even if they're, like, costing us games. That doesn't go for every player, but definitely does for Kongu. I did want to say one thing that really impressed me about Kongu tonight, um, once again, I talked about my draft, like, pre-draft rankings and all that. I was very low on Kongu's mobility. Like, I did not... I did not think... I thought the lateral quickness and the switching stuff was really overhyped. I wasn't a fan of it at all. Like, I thought it was something he could do in time, but overall, like, in the grander scope, I didn't think it was something that he would be doing all the time. And I, I definitely don't think it'd be successful. I mean, I want to give the dude credit. He looked great on it tonight. I mean, his lateral quickness was good, his mobility in the lanes, his mobility on the perimeter, and overall, like, his entire defensive ability. I made a tweet about it. That's what I'm reading. So, if you've heard this twice, that's why. <laughs> um, it just looked great tonight. There was that possession. He was on Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, you know, one of... And what's crazy, Derrick Rose has such a good quick first step. He has good burst. He has good handles. He has good dribble moves. You know, he has, he he's in his bag, is what I'm trying to say. You feel me, Logan? He's in his bag sometimes. I mean, Akagu had him clamped up. He missed the shot, and then there's a very uh, the next possession. Um, he stays on Sivy. McCulloch, I said it right. He, and, but Sivy drained the three. So a lot of Okongu's like defense right now is people are just making these very tough shots on him. But thoroughly, I am impressed with how he's challenging shots, how he's staying with his um, 
with how he's staying with his defender, how how he's moving in the lanes, how he's moving on the perimeter, his overall quickness. And I think the crazy part is is that I think me and Logan both agree that this isn't a Kongu's like peak physical form. I mean, not to be rude, but he is a uh, l- lugging a bit of a dump truck. He looks a bit a bit hefty. I'm not gonna see our line. We're not talking like a Mari Spellman. He was. But he was double-cheeked up on a Wednesday evening. He was double-cheeked up, straight up. That's just really how it was. So I definitely think that, like, with him, you know, getting in the better physical shape and all that, I definitely think he can just become, you know, a lot better in that regard. So I was a, generally a proud of Kongu. I would, I'd say he was, like, a very big part of why we won tonight, even though the results weren't personally there because uh, some of the shots that people were hitting, were hitting against us were, frankly, just beyond me. <laughs> Like that city three, I remember that, and like a Kongu all in his face, he still just drained it, and I was like, okay, well that's gonna be one of those nights. But yeah, I thought a Kongu played well. His defense was good. I, I I definitely noticed him just sort of sticking to his guy on the perimeter, which, you know, when when a center can do that, that's good. He also had three blocks, so he was a little bit of a force in the paint. You know, again, he's gonna get better at that. He's gonna have to keep learning like timing in the NBA, how to properly approach, you know defending shots at the rim but yeah his defense is looking pretty nba ready for sure and that's a big reason why frankly like i think most hawks fans would say he deserves pretty much any minute over bruno <laughs> like bruno's defense just is not there and you know about 20 minutes into okongo's career his defense is already better than bruno's and so it's just that thing where like yeah for backup center like obviously tonight capella was cooking so you want him on the floor as much as you reasonably can but when, when Capella's off the floor, it's good to know that Congo should be able to, you know, sort of keep keep it rolling on defense. The offense, again, is going to be a work in progress, but th- that's how it goes. You know, he's a rookie. He, I think he's the second or third youngest guy in the draft. Like, you know, don't, you know, he's not going to be amazing as a rookie, but, you know, I still think in two or three years, uh, Congo can be a, like, a, like, special player. Like, he may not ever make all-star games because as a center to make all-star games, you have to, like, Average 20 and 10, at least. I think he's going to be a huge defensive impact guy when he when he's in his prime, though. So, you know, definitely good to see that from uh, Congo today. And I, I agree with just about everything that you said. So, yeah. I mean, I was impressed with the Kongu. I mean, hopefully this is a trend going forward, which I think it will be. I mean, I've been thoroughly impressed, you know, obviously for a Kongu to miss miss so much time. He definitely looks like Raw's rookie in experience, and that's just something he'll gain with game time. So, yeah. Sure. Very, very, very good night for a Kongu. Um, I'm excited to see him play more. Like, I, I'm genuinely excited to see how he does. I, I mean, hopefully he can play against the Wolves this upcoming game because I feel like he'd be able to have a big game. So, yeah. I mean, just good night for him. Good night for, good night for you know, a few members of the team. But, once again, this is a very different game if Hunter Reddish play. And that's not even beginning to mention guys like Bogdan or Gallinari. So. Or even yeah. Dunn. Or Dunn, yeah. you know. The Hawks are still several pieces away, and that's not even saying that people that need to trade, draft, or pick up in free agency. They're several pieces away, and those people are on the injury list right now is the issue. Yeah, but, you know. Like, trade kicking out to Danilo Gallinari would be such a big and great difference than trade kicking it out to uh, Solomon Hill. So Yeah, no for sure. No Solomon. Love you. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, certainly hoping that, especially Gallo, sort of fixes, or maybe not fixes, but helps the shooting woes, but... You know, good win. Hopefully, on Friday we get a bunch of healthy, you know, healthy guys back. I, I'm I'm really crossing my fingers for Gallo, and I would assume that at least Radish would be good to go. Hopefully, Hunter as well. But yeah, definitely a good win. But 
these dudes need to get some band-aids on the boo-boos or something, man. I'm tired of I'm tired of watching this eight man rotation. I'm tired. Uh, yeah, no. Lloyd Pierce is actually getting put through the ringer. Like everyone's just saying to fire him and me included, I'm doing it too. But meanwhile <laughs> he's got like he's got like eight players a night. It's just like, good lord. It's tough. He he's had a tough job so far. And he uh he deserves some criticism for sure, but he doesn't deserve uh you know let let's give him a little bit before he uh, try and fire him, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, you know, can't complain too much tonight. Also, I will say Smart call to challenge that uh, Capella block, I will say, because the, the Pistons would have gone to the line and made both of them, or I would assume. I, I think it was a good free throw shooter. Um, so, yeah, good good call on that challenge. So there, there's a few little brownie points for LP because he doesn't get much love for pretty much anywhere besides um, the Georgia DNC. So, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, uh, think, I, think, uh, I think that wraps up the game, though, for the most part. Yeah, I mean... I mean, good game. Happy with it. Fun game to watch. Hopefully, we can continue this. You know, going into the Minnesota game. Yeah, uh, be a big the, one. Hopefully, the momentum carries over because they were the Hawks were dominant in the fourth quarter in overtime. So, no, we we definitely need some of this momentum to carry over. I guess uh, looking forward on the schedule. You know, we've talked a lot about the the Minnesota game on Friday. Wait, is it on Friday? It's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's on Friday. Friday. Please, excuse me. Uh, then after that, we go and play Minnesota. Never mind. We play Minnesota, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, Brooklyn, and then we get kind of Washington, kind of a Mickey Mouse game, and then uh, Lakers, <laughs> Dallas. So the, these next few weeks, we're going to really see what the Hawks are built of. Obviously, we're going to need some of our guys to get back. I mean, obviously, Bogdan, probably Chris Dunn are both not going to be back for that stretch, but in the next few games, we could probably it's probably safe to say we can expect to see Hunter Reddish and Gallo back. Right, Logan? Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. I think so, though. I mean, I, I, I mean, if Reddish's injury is holding out for that long, then something gone terribly wrong, and it's time to rebuild. Well, that's a level-headed take that I can agree with. I mean, th- we <laughs> definitely are past. I, I, I'm going to say it after the Minnesota game, we're past the easy part of our schedule, and coming out of the easy part of our schedule, we're over 500, and that's the best I can say because ultimately we're either going to be eight and seven or seven and eight, and I don't feel like either of those were optimal. But we already kind of talked about that. That four-game losing skid we went on was just not good. It sucks, but it's in the past. Can't do nothing about it now. It's in the past. Nothing you can do. I mean, we'll just have to pick up more wins, and I, I definitely think we can do that. You know, like uh, like your coach I mean, was saying. Listen, well, the, the freaking Cavs just beat the Nets. The Nets that had Kyrie, Harden, and KD all play. Shout out to and that man was pulling, dog. Yeah. So every team in the NBA is beatable, straight up. So you know, don't don't worry too much about the Bucks and the the Lakers and the Clippers. Those are the best teams in the league for sure. They won't be easy, but they're all beatable. So. You know, don't have to worry about it too much. Just sort of play, and hopefully our guys play well and can pull a few wins out there. But, yeah. And straight up, Dallas has not been impressive this season. So, of course, they yeah, look tough. they're going to be fun games. We're going to need Trey Young to hard, try hard for uh, <laughs> reasons. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see. Maybe Luka will sit out like he has the last, like, three times he's played the Hawks. I mean, hey, 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 hey. Hopefully, I, dog. I hope so, yeah, for sure. Would be nice, but yeah, you ready I, uh, to? Oh, go ahead. I, I guess I'm ready to start wrapping things up. I think we're going the same direction there. Yeah, yeah. look at us. One one last little chemistry taste man. The chemistry, Still, yeah. Chemistry man. I uh, I guess what do we need to talk about? I mean, the episodes have been doing pretty good recently, which is definitely exciting. Yeah, just wanted um, to thank you guys. Thank Nikki again for coming on. Of course. That's right. Yeah, no, we're uh, 
we, we should probably advertise those episodes a bit more because I really feel like that's a really good episode that a really a lot of people like on a broad spectrum would have been into. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna post that one a bit more. You know, a bit of an in case you missed it. Oh, just wanted to let you know, Logan, we are as of now four fifty two listens away from a thousand listeners. So we're coming up on that very close. We'll probably hit it either after this episode or I don't know. We'll see. It, it depends on how hard we go with advertising. We, if we're going to gorilla advertise people, we're going to be at it. But we'll, we'll see how we do. Might just have to pull up on people with it. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, a thousand listeners, nothing to joke about. We're averaging about like forty-five listens a pod. I mean, we're we're in our bag, dog. We're in our bag once again. I'm saying a lot of people in our bag, but nobody's in their bag more than we are this year. Facts. This man's speaking, speaking straight facts right now. But yeah, I guess uh, I don't have anything else to say. So unless you have uh, something to say, you're feel, feel free to say it now. patreoncom slash H O X T L A K S T T A L K S K S. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My spelling is kind of rough there. Not gonna lie, people. But uh, school, school, school is never your strong suit. Don't worry. I ain't coming to. I ain't coming. Look, if uh, my career has turned into podcasting, you know. So all I can say is, you know, I they don't they don't teach how to podcast in school, folks. That just comes with natural talent. And uh, what was those three words, Logan? Focus, effort, and discipline. Yeah, focus, effort, and discipline. That's what requiring a podcaster and NBA. You know, that just goes for everything in life. But I guess that will do it for episode number eighteen of the Hawks Hawks podcast. As always, thank you for listening. Uh, hope you have a good day, good week, good weekend. We're coming up on that, so I can say it now. And yeah, thank you for listening, <laughs> and we'll see you next time on the episode nineteen of the Hawks Hawks podcast. Have a great day and goodbye. Peace. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumpke is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumpke will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumpke. Apply now at RumpkeCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer. Restrictions apply. Are you obsessed with your shoes? If not, then you probably don't have Rothy's. Because when you have shoes that are comfortable, washable, and come in tons of styles and colorways, obsession is basically mandatory. There's a Rothy's shoe for every occasion. Flats, sneakers, loafers, ankle boots, and more. Step up your shoes this spring with a new pair of Rothy's. For a limited time, get $20 off your first purchase when you go to rothys.com comfort. That's $20 off at rothys.com comfort. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.